Is it La Massacre or Le Massacre? Mm, that's good. Uh, surely massacre is is masculine. Why would you say that? Because it's cool to kill people. I'll look it up right now. <laughs> I would say probably masculine. I'm about to commit. Yeah, it's le le massacre, le massacre, le massacre oh. is how it'd be pronounced. <laughs> oh. Le massacre. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Ready? Ready. Okay. Well, welcome back to How Did It Come To This, where the news is history happening now. Sitting next to me is a woman whose bones will be returned to Ireland when she dies. It's Siobhan Doherty. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> and uh, sitting across from us, it's a man who believes the Elgar marbles are some sort of fancy mud cake. It's James Tuckwell. Howdy. Hi. <laughs> and I am Daniel Matters. Where are your bones getting returned to? Uh, well, I'm Australian... I mean, back we're all as Australian. far as I know, like yeah. <laughs> my my dad's my dad's great grandfather um, jumped ship uh-huh. in Melbourne, uh-huh. and we don't know where he came from. Ooh. So that, that's a mystery. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where that goes. Probably and then, an Irish criminal, though, right? And then I'm like Welsh, like a fair way back. Mm-hmm. But then also on my dad's mum's side, I'm first fleet, so. So we'll split you up and send you to each corner of the realm. Like, the, yeah, there is no, like, there's no direct connection to any mm. country, really. Mm. Like, everyone in my family that I've known. Except Australia, mate. Here. Yep. 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 <laughs> Good to I, know. I bleed waddle. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> Lovely. This week. As pieces of historical significance are returned to Cambodia, we were prompted to think about what do we do with the items that are of historical value? From the beginning of time, when wars were won, the victors looted, the defeated. From Egypt to Rome, South America to Southeast Asia, treasures have been stolen, sold and returned. But where do they belong? Who owns history? Can we protect our artifacts of significance? Do we blame colonialism or just plain old human greed? Was Indiana Jones right when he said, It belongs in a museum! And ultimately, how did it come to this? That was mastery on a level I don't think we have achieved yet. So Thank you. well done. Thank you. <laughs> We've just peaked. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you now that I remember when I was younger, yep. you know, and I, I wanted to be Indiana Jones. Yes, obviously. Which is yep. why I became a history teacher, right? <clears throat> mm-hmm. just, it was just the natural progression of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but that line, there's no jobs in archaeology. No, that, yeah. <laughs> no, no, actually, no. The, the the real thing was I couldn't get into archaeology because the ATAR was like ridiculous. Huge. Anyway, ah, okay. Um, yeah. So, um, I remember when I first watched that one, or like subsequent watches too, and mm. he'd say it belongs, and I'd be like, "Yeah, it belongs in a museum, <laughs> you jerk. Give back the historical significant item. Put it somewhere where it's safe." Yeah, and that was what my little my little brain. Yeah, thought, and I guess. I won't ask you what you think now because that's the whole we point will get of this into episode. It. We'll get there. We'll get there because um, 
this article is from The Guardian. Um, it was on the 21st of the 2nd, and it is headlined, Stolen Trove of Angkor Crown Jewels Returned to Cambodia After Resurfacing in London. Mm. Dozens of pieces of Angkorian uh, crown jewellery stolen from Cambodia, many never seen by the public, have been returned after resurfacing in London, the Cambodian Culture Ministry said on Monday. The trove includes crowns, necklaces, amulets, and other treasures from the Angkor period, which ran from the 9th to the 14th century AD, when the Khmer Empire was a dominant force in Southeast Asia. The ministry said officials in Cambodia received the 77 pieces from the family of British antiquities dealer Douglas Latchford. Latchford died in 2020 while awaiting trial in the United States for art trafficking, and his family reached an agreement with Cambodia the same year to return his collection of Khmer antiquities. The collection, which arrived discreetly in Cambodia on Friday, features gold and other precious metal pieces from the pre-Angkorian and Angkorian period, including crowns, necklaces, bracelets, belts, earrings, and amulets, the ministry said. (laughs) So what are we thinking about Douglas Latchford at this point? (laughs) (laughs) So like when I was doing some, yes, a controversial figure, our fact checker (laughs) is uh, like, um, I, I watched a couple of YouTube clips where this news was sort of broadcast from a, you know, Southeast Asian perspective and they called him a smuggler. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, I was, I was like, oh, this is an interesting take. Um, you know, we uh, in history a lot, we look at freedom fighter or terrorist. I'm like mm. art smuggler or antiquities dealer. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a different spin. Protector of history or destroyer mm, of history? Mm, mm. Um, the question we're going to ask today. That's, that is, <laughs> considering he was awaiting trial um, for a lot of uh, dodgy, dodgy things, I think we know. Yeah. Maybe. The uh, CIA yeah. wanted him. The CIA? Well, I didn't I'm pretty that sure bit. it was the CIA. Ooh, yeah, yeah. He was wanted for fraud, um, wow. smuggling. There, the, the rap sheet was extensive. Gee. And he died. He died in Bangkok. Well, no wonder the family was trying to be like, yeah, look, yeah we'll take, just, take the we'll stuff. Just, just take it back. the stuff. Just, just don't look too closely at anything else. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, yes, who owns history? Yeah. So, well, I thought if we're going to jump back in time anywhere, mm. um, why don't we jump back to like, I mean, okay, I found out, I didn't mm. know this, I found mm. out that the, the controversy surrounding the repatriation of items. Mm-hmm. So items that have been stolen or taken from oh. places. Um, is the tale as old as time? It is. So, I mean, I was like, well, where do we go, right? Mm. But do you know what we call it when someone takes an object and takes it to a country that's Theft. protecting it in, in quotation marks? It's called Elganism. 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 Oh. And we're going to jump back in time. To 1801. Are you ready? Okay, cool. I've got, I've got a special way. That's not as far back as I thought we were going. Okay. I've got a special way to get there. Okay. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah, go. I don't know if you're ready. It's oh. <laughs> excellent. I, I couldn't not. Had to. <laughs> just had to. <laughs> and while that just gently plays in the background, we're going to go back to 1801. <laughs> Um, with our whips and our hats. Our whips and our hats. And our, our fedoras. Satchels. Our satchels. <laughs> um, pistols and our sides. Yeah. Um, and our can-do attitude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going back to 1801 because in 1801, Thomas Bruce, mm-hmm. the Earl of Elgin. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. I see where you're going. Yes. He mm-hmm. was uh, the ambassador for the British Empire yep. to the Ottoman Empire. 
which at the time included um, Greece. Yep. So he was, uh, you know, he was over there traipsing just around, just <laughs> chilling, being just being a lord, being, you know. Yeah, and, and an ambassador. Um, which actually one of the things that actually, if you're not aware, um, lords and ambassadors at the time used to do things um, like this in Europe where they they just like, they'd go on adventures where they like just, oh, just we're, we're going traveling and it's going to make me a man. It's that kind of, oh, like they used to do stuff like that. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Anyway, he's traipsing around Greece and he's like, oh, these that freeze over the, there. The, yeah, these these sculptures <laughs> on the outside of the Parthenon here, like they'd look really good in my house. Well, but the, the, he thought they might get damaged. Siobhan. That is true. They oh, of course. Damaged. Look at me just jumping to conclusions yeah, that no, he was a bad, he, bad man. He really thought that um, you know that there was there was a real chance. I mean, the Ottoman Empire was not doing fun things at the time. I guess. Um, not. and he really thought that well, if there is a war. To separate Greece from the Ottoman Empire, or something happened. British duty to protect. And you know, eighteen oh one, there was always like, I mean, it's a century of rumblings towards World War One. Yes. So there's there's all these things going on, (laughs) and and he's thinking there could be, there There could could well be be a war. A war. Mm -hmm. So he 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 brokered a deal. Okay. Um. Well. (laughs) <laughs> purportedly brokered a deal. That was completely neutral and even um, on both sides. So that he could remove uh, sculptures from the outside of the Parthenon and other structures around the place. Yep. Um, and sent them to uh, Britain mm-hmm. um, to his house. <laughs> to protect them, to protect, guys. To protect guys, them. Because uh-huh. ne- this is my question, right? I'm like, okay, this is all sounding fine. Well, not, like not fine, but not as bad as it could be. But did he benefit monetarily from Okay, this? so we'll get there. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. Steal your thunder. No, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> uh, so he, um, you know, he he also, like it took, it took a long time to mm. do this too. Mm. Uh, 1801 to 1812. It took to get all the stuff. All the stuff. Um, How much and, stuff are we talking about? Uh, uh, it was a lot. It was all uh, half the surviving sculptures from the Parthenon, mm-hmm. as well as sculptures from uh, the Erechtheion, the Temple of Athena, and uh, proper layer. Mm-hmm. Um, and he took statues, freezers, um, anything that was kind of um, exposed to the elements at that time. Right. Because he also, like, he stood and looked at the Parthenon Mm. This, I mean, this is part of his purported legend, I guess. You know, he stood and looked at it and, and saw how it was in disrepair mm. and thought the Greeks aren't going to look after it, no. so I will look after it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which I think, and it's it's hard to know because I'm not Lord Elgin. I don't uh. know um, what his actual intentions were. But Well, I mean, two things can be he, true. I think he's in this period of time, this colonial period of time, yes. where there was... A, a actual sense of white man's burden. Yes. To come and protect, protect things. Yeah, absolutely. They they genuinely believed it. Yeah. Um. So you know, did he actually believe he was protecting it? Maybe. Probably did. I think. I think absolutely. Probably did. Yeah. But like, I mean, just because he's taking it away to protect it doesn't mean he's also thinking, <laughs> "This is awesome for me." Yeah. 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 <laughs> even even at like if if it's not so much um, benefiting financially, it's like, well, my names will be in the history books now because yeah. I'm the guy that saved the. Well, they became known as the Elgin Marbles, which is what are they actually called? <laughs> Like, what um, do the Greeks they, call them? They're, well, they're now called the Parthenon, mm. uh, Parthenon freezers or Parthenon Freezer? marbles, yeah. something like that. Right. Okay. Um, which um, 
Oh, you know what? I'll talk about that now. Mm. The the Greeks have built a museum mm-hmm. at the Parthenon mm-hmm. and they've got a large space ready yep. for all the They're stuff to come They're ready for it. Away. Oh, it's so, nice that they think the British are going to get we'll, it back. Well, we'll talk about that more in a minute. <laughs> That's uh, sweet. Yeah, so, um, yeah, he, um, <laughs> he, gets them, he gets them back um, uh-huh. and he... Um, he basically sits around with his little private collection for a little while. Yes. And this is what I actually found this bit fascinating, which is it wasn't, people weren't like, oh, hooray, Lord Elgin, you've done the right thing. Oh, really? There was actually a lot of a controversy of okay. at the beginning. I'm always heartened when I hear stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, one of the coolest bits is that Lord Byron mm-hmm. um, was like, oh. He wrote a poem. Yeah, he wrote a poem, <laughs> a diss track yes. against Elgin. Are we going to read it? Okay, you ready? <clears throat> are, you, are you or am I or do you want? I don't mind. You go. Okay. You go. <clears throat> Dull is the eye that will not weep to see. Thy walls defaced, thy mouldering shrines removed by British hands, which it had best behoved to guard those relics, ne'er to be restored. Cursed be the hour when from their isle they roved, and once again thy hapless bosom gored, and snatched thy shrinking gods to northern climes aboard. Ooh, good one, Byron. Um, I like the hapless bosom gorge. That's, that's my favourite. Yeah, that's, that's a real, that's, like, it is a diss track, isn't mm, it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, mm. So, there was, yeah, there was controversy. Yes. Uh, everyone was like, Elgin, bro, you can't just be taking stuff. <laughs> it's 1801, man. <laughs> We're better than that. <laughs> that yeah. was okay 100 years ago. It's not okay now. <laughs> well, um, and so there was, um, then there was like a, um, he, there's a defense that's put up for Elgin. Mm-hmm. It's like, he did the right thing. Okay. I tried he really hard. Up, did I, he? Well, I tried really hard to get my hands on the document itself but it's like behind several paywalls and I couldn't get it. Nah, um, where's your commitment? <laughs> sorry, guys. Um, but he wrote this, well, we don't know who wrote the pamphlet. There's some evidence about different people writing the pamphlet, okay. but it was a memorandum on the defence of Elgin's mm-hmm. marbles. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. <laughs> the defence of Elgin's marbles. Um, yeah. And um, basically there's some like, you know, it, it's, a, it's a character reference. Essentially, like okay, Elgin's He's a, a good, good guy. guy. He would never do he anything. He took them for the right reasons. Yes, uh, yes. Okay, all right. Okay. Um, James, found, how did you find it? Holy crap, bro! James just like Googled and found it, and, and that's it took me. Why he's the boss. I was man. trying to find this thing for like three hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the British Museum archives. <laughs> Jeepers, far out. I mean, it looks long though. I'm it is long. It's seventy-eight pages. Yeah, I'm not no, it is long. That, it's it's a like honest. it's a proper it's a proper defense, right? Yes. Um, and he used it because Parliament was going to have an inquiry, right, into what he'd done. Wow. See, I'm even impressed by that. Yeah. So yeah. they did. They had an yeah. inquiry. Okay. Um, and were discussing what they were going to do. Mm. Um, you're not going to be impressed in a second, though. <laughs> Probably not. Because what they decide to do is, well, Elgin shouldn't have them. Oh. The state should. But the British Museum should. Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, Mm -hmm. So they pay. They pay him. Pay him. (laughs) They buy them from him. Oh, boy. To put in the British Museum. Where they still reside. Yeah. How much much did they pay him, do we know? Uh, Yeah, I did have that. Yeah. 
1816, it was 35,000 pounds. Which is about half the cost that Elgin spent to get them. Okay. Um, I mean, he paid to take them, I guess, but it doesn't really make up for the fact that they should not have been taken in the first place. No. Mm, Okay. Mm. Although, yeah, one thing that I do find interesting is the idea of should artifacts be removed when they are at risk. And like one of the more modern day issues Mm, has mm -hmm. been like, you know, the war in Iraq. Yes. And, um, you know, that caused a lot of devastation in Iraq and um, the the museums, they were like removing artifacts and trying to protect them. But so much stuff got destroyed. What do you do in that situation? There is a genuine danger hmm. to artifacts. Yeah. And. But I guess. Yeah, I, I you like, don't want them destroyed, but you no. also like who who has the moral responsibility of that, right? Mm. Because like in a fractured international society, yep. like we kind of are, <laughs> you no. know. Everything's um, fine, Daniel. It's all fine. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for reassuring me. Um, who like obviously like you would give something like that to the UN, but then no one abides by obviously? the UN either. Well, I would have thought so. Yeah. Um, like it would be a bad look if the Americans had come in and taken it, you know, because yeah. right? they were the ones who were invading. Well, you'd want, like, you'd want a concerted cooperative international effort to do something like that. Didn't the UN endorse the action or did they not in the end? And that's why it was controversial. I forget. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't actually look into that. But, um, yeah, like, I mean, obviously we don't want a war to destroy these mm. things. Um, and... We want them to be protected. Yeah. Um, well, I've got some other interesting conundrums too. Yeah. So I guess okay. let's let's talk through some other like famous examples of artifacts um, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about um, Angkor Wat and, okay. and how, all of that. What have you got? <clears throat> so I, I got a list of like quite well-known um, artifacts where there are pending requests to have them returned. Oh, yes. Are there any that you could think of off the top of your head? Um, with pending requests to be returned, yeah, um, there are some um, there are some indigenous remains in Australia yep. that have pending requests to be returned from both England, Scotland, uh, the United States. Mm. Um, Why do the Americans have our stuff? There are some indigenous remains in the Smithsonian Museum. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I did have Australia and the I'm going to mispronounce this. The Gawiagal Shield was, oh, yes. is like yeah. Kind of, I think probably the main like thing that we're wanting back, but I'm sure there's lots more. Yep. And like, I don't think there's anything problematic about that in terms of those artifacts being at risk should they be returned to Australia. Sure. Um, but have you heard of the Benin bronzes? I have From, heard yeah. of the Benin bronzes. Yeah. Yes. So that one is interesting because it was taken during the 1800s um, by the British when they were waging war against Benin, and. Um, it, they they raided and pilfered a palace mm. and took these bronzes back. But Benin wants them back. They were taken um, from a palace that is actually now Nigeria. It's in Nigeria. Right. Yeah, so it's actually like where the, the okay, land so that they were taken from is not Benin. It's Nigeria. It's Nigeria. So, the so argument- Nigeria and Benin are arguing over who owns them. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure it's an Which unstable is, part oh. of Africa anyway. Okay, so this is interesting so, yeah. because so culturally they're, they're they belong from, to Benin. They, yeah. But oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Oh, so, that's a tricky one. Mm, isn't it? And then I've got another one. 
So um, there's the Scroll of Cyrus. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is Persian in origin. Um, the British have it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it laid down all of Cyrus's like laws. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and actually, it could be one of the earliest examples of printing because you could like lay it over a stone oh, thing yeah. and and lay stuff on top and like make copies of it. Ooh, yeah, it's really that's cool. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the British have it. Um, the Iranians want it back. The yes. Iranians are claiming it, but it came from a Ra- Iraqi territory. It's Iraq okay. now. Mm. Um, and again, kind of yeah. a little bit unstable. Where, where Would it be to? safe if we gave it back? If we, sorry, like, yeah. sorry, I need to distance myself. If the British if gave the British it back. Gave back yes. Yeah. Like, um, so there are a few issues kind of like that. Yeah. About, yeah. Like, what is the actual origin anyway? The, how do you do that? Mm. Okay. I've James reminded me of one. Go. Um, it's the Kohenor diamond. Have you heard of the Kohenor yes. diamond? Okay. Um, it's if you, so pretty. If you really want, um, if you really want a good deep dive into it, it though, yeah. watch the first episode of Stuff the British Stole. Okay. The, the TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Series, not yeah. the podcast. Although yeah. both are brilliant. Yeah. Um, Thank you, Mark Fennell. Yeah. Um, but the Kohenor diamond is part of the crown jewels. Yes. Smack bang in the middle. Smack there. bang in the middle. Yep. Gigantic diamond that was taken from India. Yes. From a boy king. Yes. Who, and, and they like, they, they took him to England as well. Oh, and he like. Legit. Yeah, no, he like <laughs> dies in poverty, if, I, if I'm remembering correctly, um, in England. Those like stories make me so sad. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah because the, like, during the British takeover in India, it was like, he was what in. What century are we talking? Oh, gee. I can't remember. But. I'm pretty sure like it's from six. like, it was from a really disputed area, possibly well, near Kashmir. That's what I read. Like there's actually, because this diamond, um, the earliest that they've seen it in um, any sort of record was around the 1600s, I believe. Yeah, right. And so like obviously it came from somewhere before that. Yeah. And it came, uh, the, I believe the, like, mispronounce all of this, the Mughals. Mm-hmm. Um they and so they are actually foreigners who were ruling over India at the time, and it mm-hmm. was, they owned it. So, um, but like, did they originally own it, or did they take it from India? And like, so who does it yeah. actually belong to? And then it was put in the crown for it was for Elizabeth's no, was mom, for, wasn't it? It was for Victoria. Was it? Oh, oh it was put in the crown for. Oh, that's a good question. Because it was on. It was, given, it was on the Queen Mum's. It was given coffin. to Queen Victoria. Queen Victoria and the young prince Albert. Um, no, 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 no. Oh, no. the one um, that died. The one that died. <laughs> sorry. He, they, they, they became like f- quotation marks friends. Uh-huh. Um, and and Victoria Definitely was a quite, friendship of equals. Well, Victoria was quite fond of him. Right. And so there's this whole thing about. Is that one he, of the movies? Like, there's a movie uh, with um, Judy Dench in it, and she's friends with um, maybe. An, an Indian guy who gets brought over, and that could be could be it. That could be it. I watched um, it and I was like, this seems implausible. And but. and there's so there's a there's actually a debate about whether he gave her the diamond or not, mm, okay. or whether that was a like, did he was he misunderstanding that <laughs> he, like look at my diamond? This is my diamond. You're <laughs> going to protect it, and I'll get it back, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, right. So that one I did read about, and I think it, that's in the news at the moment as well because Charles is not going to wear that crown. No. For his coronation because of the controversy, because the the Indian government wants it back. Yeah, sure. And I'm pretty sure the British government are not going to do that. Yeah, I doubt it. 
the thing for the Brits at the moment, right, is if they start. Okay, and this is, when this is one of the stop? things. Well, this like, is one of the things that I read. left with nothing. Right. Is that, okay, so like probably the most sustained um, effort to get something back has been the Elgin Marbles, right? So yeah. um, the Greek government has wanted it back forever. And so yeah. there's been all these arguments about why should we not give it back to the Greeks? Okay. Yeah. So since the end of World War II, Greece has been they just can't be trusted. Relatively stable country. It's <laughs> it's not like it's not like they're Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. But actually, they just can't be trusted was one of the Well, I'm sure one, it of, the was. Early, one of the early reasons. We just can't <laughs> Look trust Look at how them. they manage their economy. <laughs> right. Um I don't believe this, guys. That's all me being sarcastic. And then um then they were like, Well, where are you gonna put them? You can't just put them back outside on the Parthenon That's because true. they'll be destroyed by the weather. Yes. Right? Yes. And so they built a museum. Uh-huh. Right? They built that in 2009 and we're like, okay. look, here Done. is the place. Done. Here is where they'll go. Yeah. So then <laughs> so then they said, oh, but now you're just going to transfer them from the British Museum to another museum. And you know what? The British Museum's free. You can just come to the British Museum and see them for free. But the, the Parthenon Museum, that costs money. <laughs> so you're actually putting history behind a paywall. Right. by putting it in right. you transfer one museum to another greek people who want to see their history have to travel to britain that's, to not, britain. Free. that's free. not free that's not free it's free <laughs> it's free to come to the british museum sean but going back to what you just said earlier the like a lot of people are like well the real reason is if they give back the olga marbles mm. almost every other artifact they have becomes open to yeah scrutiny well, we want that back please yes. yeah um I'm sure the Indians are watching with uh, great yeah. curiosity to see, yeah, definitely. <laughs> see how it happens. But I'm pretty sure the British um, made laws that any part of their collection cannot be sold or returned or like, you know, they've, they've made a bunch of quite explicit laws that says once it's in our collection, we can't give it back. Mm. Um, and that like just so that they can just go no. Which is also funny because they've given stuff back before. What have they given so, back? <laughs> they've given back indigenous remains to yep. Australia. <clears throat> was it like from the was collection. it the government from the It was from the British Museum collection. Okay. They weren't on display. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. It's not the Elgin marbles, is it? It's, it's not, not the Elgin marbles. No, it's not a headliner. Mm. Mm, that's what it is. I think that yes, that's, and that's right. Oh, we just hit on it. Yeah. <laughs> the diamond, it's a big deal. <laughs> the marbles, they're a big deal. <laughs> they're draw cards. Um and so, like, one of the things that um, I was I was reading about is that the the idea of repatriation to the British is like a it's like a last vestige of their empire, the last vestige of their I power. Know. They're clinging on to. They're it. clinging on to yeah. it. Yeah. Um, you know that they're a cultural center of the world, and mm. part of that is the British Museum houses the culture of the world. Because of their colonial history. Because of their colonial history. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's one of those murky issues of post-colonialism, yeah, isn't yeah. it? And because it's so recent, like, we're not really sure how it's going to pan out. Yeah, that's right. And I, like, you know, it's funny because I was thinking about it too. I'm like, well, I'd love to go to the British Museum to see all these things for, collected from around the world. That would be cool because you can see them in all, all in one spot. Yeah. But then I was also like... That's it. I've been there before uh, and, yeah, I was much younger. Cool it never occurred to... Like, I didn't even think about it and now... Like older Siobhan is ashamed of younger Siobhan who didn't even think about 
where this stuff's come from and and what it costs the people who had it taken from them and mm. the implications of all of that. Yeah. But and so, like, I, I was feel an like student backpacker. So, yeah. One of the things I've been thinking about with it too is though. So last year I went to Canberra. Yep. And went to our national museum where they had an exhibition mm-hmm. of Greek artifacts. Was on, it was on, a touring exhibition on loan from us? On loan yes. from the Parthenon Museum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That right? happens all the time. It yep. came out here. Mm. I got to go and see it. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I saw all these cool things. Mm. Right, um, and then it goes back. And to then Greece. it goes back to Greece. Yeah, like imagine, uh, just takes a little bit of cooperation. It does. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I've got this. Um, <laughs> what else you got? Well, I'm just looking at this article from 2021. It's called "The British Museum Looted Artifacts and the Law," mm. and it's sort of about this whole idea of um, things being returned. Um, and uh, the little quote here is to ensure that the collection would be held for the benefit of citizens and not for the purposes of the crown parliament hit upon a solution of extraordinary ingenuity and brilliance. They borrowed from private family law, the notion of trust, the decision that the museum would be run not as a department of state, but by trustees and still has, and still has crucial implications. Trustee ownership confers duties rather than rights. Trustees must derive no benefit for themselves but hold the collection exclusively for the advantage of beneficiaries. The collection cannot be sold off. The museum was set firmly outside the commercial realm, uh, a position epitomised by the principle of free admission. Um, Even more astonishingly, it was in large measure removed from the political realm. And in doing so, yeah. So it it's like oh, like the British government's like oh, that's like, not us. We it's can't like we, we can't control what the, yeah, what the, the British the Museum Trust do. does. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. Mm, they, yeah, distance themselves from it. Yeah, dodgy, dodgy, dodgy. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, our fact checker just has the British Museum Act of 1963 was created to make it illegal to give looted and nicked. <laughs> nicked treasures back to the people we looted and nicked them from. <laughs> it's from Time Out. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there you go. Well, that uh, that's a nice segue because mm. I wanted to play a little bit of this for everyone. Go. Um, this is a comedian, James A. Castor, who you might have heard of before. But I like, love this guy. Anyway, we'll just hear a little bit from James A. Castor. Mm, mm-hmm. A long time ago, but not long enough ago that it's not still very relevant... <laughs> Everyone in Britain got in a big old boat and we set sail and we robbed, and this will sound far-fetched, everyone in the world. <laughs> Do you remember that? What a spree that was. Do you remember the great heist? What a spree. <laughs> and we got all the swag, didn't we? And we took it back to old Blighty and we hid it, this is the clever part, we hid it in a museum. <laughs> <laughs> Last place anyone looks. Um. It's a good. It's you, a great yeah. little. Yeah, it's a great skit. Like I was saying before, I show it to students when we look at yeah, the too. ethics <laughs> of history, and <laughs> um, I just love his accent. <laughs> yeah, because it's so true. Like it's like, and and other colonial powers did it too. Mm. Like that's it. I do feel okay. Um, we've, we we have we've, been we've focusing up, on the poor we've beat British. Up the British a lot. One of my sort of favorite things uh, that has been stolen that people want back is actually French. Oh yes, it might surprise you to know. Something stolen from the French? Yeah, no, the French stole it. Oh, okay. Yes, sorry. The French stole it from Egypt. So it's the like the obelisk in Place de la Concorde yes. in Paris. Yes. Um, and yeah, it's the um, the Luxor. 
Oh, obelisk. Yeah, the Egyptians want it back. Of course they do. Understandably, but um, <laughs> I just like the it, erosion because it's out in the elements. Like nothing is protecting that. Yeah. Uh, I think they've got a little bit of like glass or perspex around the bottom, just so like the graffiti. Well, so people don't gra- touch yeah, it. Yeah, people can't touch it. <laughs> yep. But other than that, like it's just straight out in the open and Plastella Concorde I'm pretty sure is like a massive roundabout or something yeah cool um so yeah the, the top of it was eroding so they're like oh no the obelisk it's eroding and so Yves Saint Laurent was like I'll fix that and put a little gold tip on it that's so that's why there's a little, little gold tip on the top of the obelisk of Luxor because Yves Saint Laurent saved the day but they're, wow. not, they're not giving. They're not giving it back. <laughs> they're, not to giving the, back. they're not giving it back to the yeah, Egyptians. Right. No, no, no. Well, <laughs> the, uh, speaking of Egypt, the mm. other one that I've I've found out that I didn't know was the Rosetta yes. Stone yes. in the British Museum as yes. well. Yes, that's a biggie. That's a big one. I know. We should have known that because I've seen that movie with Tom Hanks. The, Which one's that? Oh, the, the, the Da Vinci Code da Vinci one. Code. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's the Rosetta Stone. That's isn't why it? I don't know it because I don't. Yeah. I don't lower I, myself never, to that. <laughs> I've never seen or read anything about Dan Brown. Oh, you're missing um, out, mate. You're missing out. Um, oh, actually, that was speaking of movies. Go. I was thinking before about Monuments Men. Have oh, you seen Monuments Men? I have Men? seen Monuments Men. It's a rollicking good ride. It is, um, yep. which is a, a film about um, a, a band of World War II soldiers mm-hmm. who are going to save artworks in Germany um, from the Nazis. Yes. Um, Many of which were stolen from Jews during yeah. the war, right? Yeah. 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 Um, which um, I believe controversially at the end, they also did not give back. Did not give back. <laughs> Although I did, when I, I, I read that uh, review of that film and it, it's grossly historically oh, inaccurate. Totally like, is. like, you know, there's, there's a, a, a spectrum of accuracy when it comes to these movies <laughs> yeah. and it's, it's like way off the deep end of nah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but oh, I like, for sure. yeah. Um, so, I mean, maybe they did give them back. Who knows? Oh, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, they definitely No, didn't. no, no. There was um, a lot of, a lot of those things went to museums and things. Although the Jewish, uh, um, Post World War Two, Israel went on a, mm. you know, we're getting our stuff back Please, from the yeah. Nazis. So they yeah. they did, Israel did get a lot of stuff back, mm. um, but a lot of private collection stuff yeah. ended up in museums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, there's another good movie with um, Dame Helen Mirren and Ryan Reynolds, and mm-hmm. it's about um, a Klimt painting. Oh yeah, 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 and it taken from a. a Family, yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, it's, that's a good one too. Mm, mm. <laughs> We're talking about films, sure, sure. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, um, oh, actually, one thing that I did want to talk about was Tutankhamun. <gasps> yes. Okay, so Howard Carter. Uh, if you if you haven't heard of him before, <laughs> that excellent archaeologist. Oh, um, he's often <laughs> often much maligned <laughs> by history teachers. Um, uh, you know, early archaeologist. In, in the sense of like the science of archaeology, like yes. you, you know, like was, there was no science. <laughs> yeah, like he was busting his way into yeah, tombs. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> just like you know, get through that door there with all that painting and the higher. Yeah, just knock yeah, that knock down. It down. Knock it down. We just yeah. want to get through yeah. it. <laughs> um, and so you know, um, he gets into Tutankhamun's tomb, mm. gets all the stuff, mm-hmm. takes it out. Yeah, everyone um, dies. Everyone dies. The mm. curse. You know, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> But um, what I did find out was that Tutankhamun was repatriated. Yeah. And not just repatriated, he was put back in back. his tomb. Well, I mean. And he's still there. You can go, yeah. so you can go when to his did, tomb. When did this happen? Um, oh, 2000 and 
I did have the date here before. Within the last decade or so. Um, it was, yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Mm. Oh, here he is. Current location. Uh, yes. November 2007. There you go. 85 years to the day yeah. after Carter's discovery. Hey. They put him back. Right. Um, and they put Do you reckon they were hoping cabinet, to just like... Seal the curse? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Be like, okay, you've done enough now. Leave us alone, please. I'm pretty sure all the original Carter expedition dudes were dead anyway. No. Yeah, I'm pretty See sure. See that curse? It'll get you. It'll get you. Um, um, I do feel like we get like, you know, it's getting better with this stuff. Because the thing about like Tutankhamen, like that is often forgotten is they are human remains. That person was a person once. Yeah. Like, you know, unlike the other things we've been talking about, they're objects. Like there's the human remains thing is a whole different. Well, I, feel, I, I feel like there's not a lot you can say on a moral level mm. or an ethical level mm. to be like, we should keep these bones yes. that we stole from you yeah. of this, your ancestors. And it's like, body. really? Are you sure yeah. about that? <laughs> yeah. So like, what do you think about all the bog bodies and stuff like that that are on display? Yeah. See, bog bodies are it's interesting. It is interesting. Mm. Um, They're fascinating. They are fascinating. You learn so much. And we have learned a lot from, from heaps, them. Heaps. Um, but they're people. So, well, here's the question that mm. I want to have for you. Okay, go. Where would you put them? Hey, are you going to throw them back <laughs> in the bog? Because <laughs> that, that doesn't seem right either. <laughs> grot them again and chuck them back in the bog. Yeah, I guess so. Like, um, I guess like a good compromise could be some sort of like memorial somewhere where the bodies were found. Okay, yeah. And then still keep them on display because they're really, really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, to what extent do the, um, you know, beliefs and practices of the past that are so far removed from how we live our lives today, to what extent do we need to observe those? You know? Yeah. Good question. Thanks. Because, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like that's, that's the thing, yeah. like, people would be discussing as the ethical quandary is yeah. you know uh we we want to respect mm. what they were doing by burying these people whatever or like you know it's the yeah. remains of people's like, do ancestors we, do we want to respect the people who murdered these people like well, they were, the thing, they a, were lot murdered, of, a lot of bodies were murdered that yeah. is true and yeah. chucked in a bog yeah like, like and and the the thing is like oh like were they were they prisoners? Were they, um, you know, sacrifices? Like we don't, we know, don't know that stuff. That's that's the interesting stuff. Mm. And you know, like um, one of the things that shocked me uh, when I was traveling around Italy is how um, fast and loose the Italians are with human remains being on display. Like yeah, every yeah, yeah. single church, if you go into the crypt, well, yeah. there's some the like catacombs are just full of oh, just everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. and and it was kind of shocking for a little Australian girl to I see bet. that. Um, so like, you know, every culture has different ideas about this stuff. It's and true. Yeah. So it's interesting. I guess the thing about the bog bodies is they haven't been stolen. Like they're in museums in the countries, in the countries that, were found that they were mostly. found, yeah. like by and large. Yeah. 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 So, mm. but, um, yeah, it's just an interesting. It is interesting. Speaking debate. of Italy. Yeah. Pompeii. Ah, Pompeii. I was thinking about Pompeii. Yes. Um, again, dodgy archaeology at oh. the beginning <laughs> that really yeah. destroyed a lot of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, they didn't know any better. No one They did. didn't. No. Um, and, that you, you know, they've tried to do, they're trying to do a lot of stuff now, mm. obviously, at Pompeii to yeah, make to things 
Make it last, mm, really. Better, yeah. Make it last. Yeah. But it, like, I suppose it goes hand, like this idea of repatriation kind of goes hand in hand with cons- conservation mm. of stuff. Mm. Um, oh, we're delving right into the year 12 ancient history syllabus aren't we? here. Aren't we? <laughs> Which is funny because we're modern history <laughs> teachers. But um, like at the moment, the um, a lot of the the plaster molds they've been removed and they're like in a little house thing to protect them from from people and i think and the elements as well and so like as cool as it i shouldn't say cool given what we're talking about but to see them where they were were. like that's not a thing that anymore like they're all sort of separate yeah they're being protected a lot of the artwork is in the um museum in naples which is you know it's close but yeah yeah. yeah, to protect but it, but it's also better off out of the elements. Absolutely, I guess, in that case, yeah. uh, you know, mm. it's also and still in Italy. It's still in Italy; <laughs> hasn't been stolen. Although a lot of things were taken in the early days, they were. That's true. Um, but that's it's like a really interesting contrast as well between Pompeii and Herculaneum because Herculaneum mm-hmm. was um, excavated and sort of documented much more recently yes. when when our methods were a little bit more systematic and scientific. And so to see the difference between Pompeii and Herculaneum is really cool. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. Mm. Just getting my nerd on. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, oh. All right. Do we, do we want to go back got? quickly? What okay. Do you got? I, well, I, look, I've got some fun facts about oh. Angkor Wat. Fun facts. Fun facts. Fun facts. With Siobhan. Yes, because we can't forget. Obviously, this is all about the um, the jewels and things being returned to Cambodia yes. from Angkor Wat. Yes. So it was formerly known as Pisnulok, oh, which yeah. is the title of the um, the ruler there at the time. Mm. I found really cool. It's the largest religious um, monument in the world. In the world, yeah. It's not it's one of huge, the seven wonders, though. That's not. No. It's not. Okay. No. No. Um, there was a lot of influence of astronomical study yep. in the design. So um, the main temple has an observation deck to watch the sun and the moon. The outer wall axis around the complex is precisely equal to the solar years in days and its perimeter is equal to the lunar year in days. Wow. And this is something that was built in the 12th century. That's crazy. to uh, put that in perspective. So I'm not like when Galileo and Copernicus were kicking around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the uh, Angkor Wat people doing it a couple hundred years before that. Yeah, yeah. That's which crazy. Is quite cool. Okay, here, I'm going to yeah, put you, you on the yeah. spot. Right, you ready? Yep. <laughs> Angkor Wat is one of only two national monuments to feature on a nation's flag. Okay, it's on the flag of Cambodia. It is, yes, I know that, yeah. What's the other one? What's the other flag with the... Yeah. <laughs> and um, I will let you off the hook. It's actually not the current flag. Oh, okay. Due to political events. And they have been the topic of one of our podcasts. So... <gasps> oh. Um, some clues there. Ooh. Uh, ooh. I can't remember what podcast we've done either. <laughs> Just tell me when you give up and I'll let you know. Oh, okay. I give up. Go on. <laughs> Afghanistan. Oh. Yeah. So um, if you can picture the old Afghan flag, yeah. it was um, black and white and green. Or, yes. Um, oh, no. Sorry. Black, red and green. And, yeah, it has a mosque. Oh, yeah. In the middle of it. Yes. Well, there you go. James has just put up a photo for yeah. us. So that was the flag from, go. well, from 2013 to 2021. The flag now is white with um, Arabic writing on it that I'm not sure what it says, but that is the Taliban flag. So There you go. Yeah. 
So huh. the only other one that has a monument on yeah, its right. flag. Yep. And I, this one is related to JFK. You'll like this. So uh, former US President JFK's wife, Jackie, visited Angkor Wat during the Vietnam War. Really? Yeah. So she like really, what? really risked <laughs> I did not her know that. life. Yes, because it was just a lifelong dream to see to the go. monument. So during the Vietnam War, she, she got taken to see it. Well, surely. <laughs> Can you imagine security like planning that? They'd be like, this is a nightmare. Surely guys. they weren't bombing like, Cambodia at the time uh, though. Well, I mean, maybe they held off for the day that she went there, but <laughs> there was some pretty significant carpet bombing done like, of... Cambodia during the Vietnam War. So, McNamara um, wasn't that much of an idiot to, <laughs> to do that, was he? Gee, okay. So I thought you might like that. That's cool. Mm, mm. I've, I've always wanted to go to Angkor Wat. I've been to, yeah. th- there's a there's a little Angkor Wat, Ooh. like a replica Ooh, in Thailand. That? Okay. In Bangkok in the, oh, what temple is that? There's a temple in, in the middle of Bangkok. Um, oh, like, yeah, and they've got, kind of picture. They've got a replica of Angkor Wat because um, oh, the Angkor Wat, Used to be the capital of the Khmer Empire, yes, which yes, spanned, spanned all of it. All of that yes, area. It started off as a Hindu monument, and then and it's Buddhist today. So you'll often hear it referred to as a Hindu Buddhist yeah. um, religious site. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah no, that's pretty cool. Mm, it, yeah, mm, crazy, interesting. Mm. Well, I um, yeah, I we. There's no answer. There's no good answer. No, to I guess. Today's I mean, like the straightforward answer for the these things is they came from a private collection of a dude who's wanted for fraud, yeah, and so they back. were quite yeah. happy to give them back. <laughs> <laughs> it might take a bit of the heat off the poor family that's um, left. Um, but in terms of the others, it's very complicated, and I yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Oh, well, that's, that's how, how it came, came to this. this. As always, you can catch us by email. How did it come to this podcast at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter and Facebook at HDICTT Podcast. And if you like the show, remember to leave us a review if you can. How did it come to this is written by Daniel Matters and Siobhan Doherty. Our producer is James Tuckwell, edited by Daniel Matters. Original music by Lockie McWhirter. Um, I'm back, everyone, Um, because I just wanted to say we've been gone for a long time. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, And also, um, so, I mean, last year it was pretty much we we just did a three-part special and that was it. I know. We were so slack. We were so slack. That was season three, everyone, done with. Um, So just uh, I thought update on our lives. Oh, yeah. Um, We don't work together anymore. No. <laughs> so we can't just pop down to the recording studio after school. Not that we were able to just pop down last no. year when we were working together. No, that was a nightmare. Um, but what I thought I might say to everyone mm. is that we're actually we're we're, we're locking in dates we're making and a everything. Plan. Yes, like yeah. So yeah, I don't know about you. I've been pestered by people. I've been pestered by people, <laughs> which too. is lovely. I love it being pestered lovely. by people. Yeah. So thanks, fans. Yeah. Like I'm glad you're actually out there. Yeah. And there will be solid. How did it come to this? Yeah. At least once a month, possibly yeah. twice a month. We'll see how we go. Daniel's wife is keeping us, like holding us to account. Which for is this, which, which I is, didn't think she would. 
<laughs> do that. But she is. She's invested as well. And that's <laughs> She's lovely. Invested. It's, it's a great. real family show, guys. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yep. there'll, there'll be solid, we solid episodes be- coming out regular this season we will yeah we will we've made yeah. time it's our promise to you it is yeah <laughs> james laughs james, oh, okay. james is scared cool all right see you guys Bye. now a few of you are sitting there i can see your angry faces like so what fighters keepers shut up and <laughs> listen in your defense fighters keepers shut up has worked very well for us so far against all those have knocked out, out the park fighters keepers shut up Hey man, uh, a while ago, a lot of your ancestors stole loads of stuff from my ancestors. Yeah, I'm here to take them home. Let's write this wrong. What do you say? They must have thought the British person at the door was going to go, absolutely, you can have them back. We stole them, after all. But instead, we went, I don't think so. (laughs) We're still looking at it. Yeah, just looking at it these days. And there's a lot of other people who haven't seen it yet we'd quite like to show it to. So, not right now, selfish. <laughs> Don't sulk about it. Look, no, it's no hard feelings, mate. Hey, you can look at it. Come on in. Have a look. Have a look. Seem familiar? <laughs> Stand behind the rope. <laughs>